Welcome to another Aloha Friday, which also means it's ESPN Honolulu's Fan Friday Talk Story. And, well, the only team left in action for the University of Hawaii is the baseball team as they embark on their final home series of the regular season. And joining us today is Matt Wong, a St. Louis alum, so a local guy, um, playing in his redshirt junior season and have a great year. So, Matt, you, when we're doing this recording, you actually just came back from your mainland road trip. So jet lag and all, I want to thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. No problem. I mean, thanks for having me on here. And um, coming back from the airport, you know, it was like a long morning, but I'm excited to be on here. So what was the schedule today? Because you guys played yesterday, which is Monday. And mm -hmm. then you f did you fly out from the early this morning? Yeah. So um, last night we played at California Baptist University, which is in Riverside. So the game ended around 8 p.m. We bussed back to San Diego and then flew out the next this morning at, uh, I think, around 7, 7 a.m.-ish. Yikes. So it's get up early, get to the airport, and you fly out back in, and boom. I guess the best part of now, that's because classes are done, right? So all you can do is focus on baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just baseball now, and then, you know, there's nothing really better than that because um, – Having to balance school and baseball at the same time is tough for everybody. So just having baseball alone is pretty exciting. Now, obviously, I want to talk some baseball, but I got to bring up the fact that there was a nice article about you and your girlfriend, <laughs> Brittany Rossi, from the softball team um, on the Athletics, Hawaii Athletics webpage about how you guys have been able to not only develop this relationship, but both of you are student athletes. Both of you are top level starting student athletes who obviously have a lot of time commitments, like you said, with school, with sports, and how you got to try and kind of have a relationship in between all of that and how you guys been able to do it. Um, was that, who approached you guys about doing an article for that? Um, it was actually Eric. So um, he actually approached me, or he actually approached Brittany about it. And um, he asked Brittany if they could do a little segment on us together. And um, she asked me, and I was just like, you know, I'm fine with it. Yeah, let's do it. And it ended up, it ended up being a pretty, pretty big thing. I feel like I saw a lot of people reposted and, you know, it was cool just to share our story. Yeah, because it's not like that is common. It's not as much because, you know, it's not as much often you've, at least not that I'm aware of, where you have two student athletes, you know, from two different, you know, getting together. It happens every now and then, but not all the time. So yeah. it's pretty cool. By the way, we had Brittany Rossi on our Fan Friday way before her season actually started. So it's great. I get to have uh, both of you kind of book editing the academic year. Um, but how did you guys, I want to know, how did you guys actually meet? Um, so that story kind of is starts around the first year I came here, which is in 2019, the fall of 2019. Um, you know, I actually lived in the same apartment complex as her. So um, it was pretty easy to see her all the time because baseball and softball kind of have similar schedules as to where, like, we end around the same time. And so um, I would see her all the time. And we were just friends in the beginning. So, I mean, it was just casual high and by. And then it goes from there. That's, pre yeah. that's pretty cool. Now, here's the thing. Have you ever tried like when you guys are just goofing around or something, try to hit a softball pitch, a softball pitcher trying to pitch at you. Could you ever hit that? Did you ever try that? I mean, I've, I've never tried it, but I mean, if I had to bet on myself, I'd say I could do it. Yeah, you could do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got to tell Brittany that let's, let's go out in the diamond. Let's get one of your pitchers out here and just give me a fastball. See if I can, I can whack it. Cause I always think because they're 
pitching circle is so close, even though the ball yeah. is bigger, it's coming at you like mm. yeah, it's, it's difficult, definitely. No doubt. Now, you mentioned that your first year was fall of 2019. You actually transferred to the University of Hawaii from Southern Nevada, right? So yeah. um, tell me about that part of you're at one school and you say, well, I, I'm going to want to transfer. Was it what kind of led to that kind of transition? So um, I actually uh, attended a community college, which is only two years. So um, I went to the College of Southern Nevada in Henderson, Nevada. And um, after, or actually right about as my second year was about to start, um, Coach Mike Brown on the former staff came out and uh, saw me and um, they ended up offering me. So um, I took a visit here and on the visit, I was just, you know, super excited about everything, you know, like just how cool it was, the atmosphere and how close everybody was being on this island. So. I committed right away, pretty much. Now, coming out of high school, out of St. Louis, we had a great career over at St. Louis, two-time All-ILH, second-team All-HHSAA. It mentions in your bio that you're also considering Oklahoma and Arizona, but was University of Hawaii in the mix even coming out of high school? Uh, coming out of high school, not really, because um, I actually did not get any offers from the D1 level coming out of high school. So as far as I knew, uh, the junior college route was pretty much the one that I knew I needed to go to. Oh, so it must have been kind of, I don't know, getting back to play here um, at a Division One program mm -hmm. at the University of Hawaii. I can't imagine that it was almost a no-brainer, huh? It was a no-brainer. I mean, there's nothing better than this. Every weekend that we're at home, is just, it's pretty much just the best time like you could possibly have on the baseball field. You know, I, I'm wondering, is there because in your own personal baseball skill development, like you said, coming out of high school, you didn't get any Division One offers. You went the junior college route, but that's no guarantee either, right? You still got to prove yourself there, but that you were able to develop to the point where a Division One school, University of Hawaii, wanted to recruit you. I mean, that's a different route to the Division One, but for you personally, was there this element of personal satisfaction that, hey, I developed to become a D1 player, got recruited, and I'm playing here? Um, absolutely, because uh, coming out of high school, you know, everyone wants to achieve the, the goal of D1 level right out of high school, but sometimes it's not achievable. And um, fortunately, I got to see what the junior college level is all about. And you learn a lot of things out there because it's pretty much a bunch of kids that are in the same boat as you who didn't have the opportunity. So once you get better over there and make it out, and end up going to a, you know a university that you always want to go to. It, it's, it feels really good. What was the bigger jump transitionally, baseball wise, from high school to junior college, or from junior college to UH? Oh, uh, definitely junior college to UH. I feel like um, UH is a very different place to play at because you need to be ready for everything because anything can happen over there, and it's honestly one of the best atmospheres in college baseball. So. It's definitely a jump going from 100 fans to 3,000, 4,000. <laughs> Baseball, the skill level-wise and the comp competition element, what was the biggest thing from JC to Division One that you felt was like a whoa, aha moment? I think it's just that um, when you're at the Division One level, like everyone's there for a reason, you know, like everyone there is really good and is probably like the best team or best player on their team in high school. So, I mean, going to the D1 level, everyone's going to give it all they got. But coming from the JUCO level, you know that, you know, they're all fighting for one goal is to make it to where those guys are. So, I mean, 
the level of play is um, honestly a little better, and it's it's definitely a lot more intense as you move on. Final home, final regular season uh, series coming up this weekend. Um, I don't know. How do you look at that? Like, is it a little bit of oh, I'm sad the season's over, or like, okay, I'm getting ready because you got one more year of eligibility, right? I do. Yes. What's kind of your feeling and kind of attitude and perspective going into this final series? Um, I think personally, this is one of the most special years I've had playing college baseball. And, um, you know, this is um, my senior year. So, um, you know, being it that it's uh, Coach Richo's first year and the effect that he had on this program as a whole and like just the way he kind of changed the mindset on all of us, like not just the local boys, but everybody on the team. And, you know, we kind of just thought of one goal in the beginning. And he always says he wants us to rip our, our hearts and leave it on the field every day. So, I mean, that's what we've been doing. And this season has been pretty special because of that. You know, I, I, I'd like to kind of dig in a little bit more with when you have a coaching change. Because like you mentioned, you know, there's a different personality. There's a different way of practice and how everything is done. Did you, were you able to adapt to the changes that came about easier, easily, or was it a little bit hard? Um, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little difficult in the beginning because I was coming off um, injury. So I knew that um, I actually, I didn't know what to expect because this is Coach Richo's first year. And then now that I got to know how he ran things and how his program is built, um, I got used to it. It's 24-7 um, hard work every day. So, I mean, just getting in condition for that is it's pretty tough. But at the end of the day, like you make it to this point in the season, you're grateful for it all at the end. Did you graduate? Yes, I did. You yes. did. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. What did you get your degree in? Uh, sociology. Right on. So are you yeah. planning to play, though, next season? That, that's in the plan, yeah, definitely. So um, we're still um, focused on this week for sure, though. So um, we just can't wait to play Cal Poly this week. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Cal Poly is first on your mind, not working about next season and all that kind of stuff. But you have to register for classes for next season because you're going to what, it be in a, like a graduate program, I assume? Yeah, something like that. I was thinking pretty much that. Or, um, our, one of my um, teammates was talking about like double major and other things like that. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know how you guys yeah. do it. How can you be a student athlete with all that time commitment and yeah. double major? I mean, kudos to you. You know, when you have off season and really when is an off season, but when you have some off season free time, we have more time. What do you, what do you like to do your hobbies, your interests, that kind of stuff? Um, consistently, I kind of just work out just throughout the whole year. I mean, there's not really a time where I kind of take off just because, you know, you're going to have to be in condition soon anyway. But other than that, if I'm not doing that, I kind of just like to chill, like honestly, just stay home, maybe like watch a movie with my parents or something. But other than that, yeah. So, uh, what kind of movies are kind of in your movie list? Uh, that's a tough question. I'm gonna be honest. My mom picks every movie, so <laughs> I, I just I just roll with it, and it makes it happy. So. Wait. So what? Is she picking out some oldies or what? Or uh, she just picks whatever. Honestly, she just wants to watch something. So whatever chick, she goes with. Chick flicks like waiting to exhale. You know. <laughs> now. Do you guys, do you and Brittany Rossi go watch movies and stuff? Uh, not recently, just because, you know, we've been so busy with the season and the school year. So um, actually, she's pretty excited about that my season ends so that we can finally hang out. 
<laughs> now, what's her plans? Because she's a senior too. She graduated, right? Right. So she's done as of right now playing softball and I obviously graduated. So I, I think she's going to stay here this summer and figure things out and then make, probably make a decision later. Oh, okay, good. She's, she's going to stay. I think I read yeah. something that she was actually thinking about wanting to kind of get a job here and kind of like yeah. stay here. So, oh, that'll be mm -hmm. awesome. What did, the, what did your parents say the first time you mentioned to them or you brought Brittany over and say, hey, I'd like you to meet Brittany? What was their reaction? I mean, it was just kind of surprising because I, I don't think they expected it. And <laughs> I didn't expect it either. So I was kind of shocked by the whole thing too. But I mean, what? When they found out she was a softball player and a similar person, then it was pretty much great from then on. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, now, as you, as you start to wind down this season, what happens right after the end of the season? Like, do you guys actually have some time of no baseball, no nothing? Like, is June, July free? Oh, not at all. Oh, really? <laughs> Never. Yeah. So, I mean, there's summer ball, which is like every single year. And oh, guys will pretty much fly out like the week after the season ends. So, I mean, there's really no break ever, like if you think about it. So, I mean, the better thing for us is just keep working anyway. Just keep mm -hmm. getting better at a craft so that we show up next season ready. Are you going to play summer ball? Um, I haven't talked about that yet with my coach, but I'm going to figure that out for sure. How does that work? Like, is like are the teams or leagues contacting the coach say hey we'd like to have this player play with us or is it pretty much up to you as to oh i, I would like to play in the cape cod or whatever league here oh, um, you have to know somebody is that kind of up to you not not really i mean it'd be your coach contacting you about it more so oh okay yeah. okay so i often wonder that because players play in all these different leagues yeah. like which i know some might want to play one maybe that's closer to the hometown if they're living on the mainland yeah. or something but mm -hmm. um i know that don't don't you ever get just tired of baseball <laughs> i mean honestly when you go at it every day and you just enjoy what doing it every day then never honestly it's a new day every day oh my goodness um what's kind of your what did you feel this season you you either set your mind at the beginning of the season, I want to improve on this, and you were able to do that this year. Um, it's funny that you asked that because I don't think it's really in a baseball way. I think it's really in like a, like in more of a mental way, as in like just actually like going out there every day and going out there with a purpose. And I feel like that like this year kind of emphasized that for me because you know as an athlete, there's a lot of days where you're not going to feel like doing a lot of things that you don't want to do. So, I mean, going out there with a purpose every day and just reminding yourself just to be grateful that you're able to step on the field. It's kind of something like that I like emphasize this year. Oh, that's terrific. Hey, you know, I'm a big, um, I know that athletes tend to be superstitious. Yeah. And supposedly, definitely. supposedly baseball players are the most, like they have the most, little idiosyncrasies at bat how many times they undo their bat their batting glove yeah. or how many times they kick each side of their leg do you have any superstitions or routines that i gotta do this before a game or i gotta do this every sixth inning or i gotta put my left sock before my right anything like that 
Um, honestly, I'm not too crazy with it like that, but I kind of like to do things the same way on game day. So as far as like agenda wise, like wake up, go to the field, breakfast, change right after, uh-huh. hit before BP, and then change again, and then go out. So it's like the same schedule kind of thing where that kind of gets me more locked in as to more like superstition things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There was a a former UH baseball player played way long time ago. He was on the 1980, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the 1980 College World Series team. I mean, that's how okay. long ago it was. Yeah. Eric Tokunaga. Don't tell him I told you this. I don't know if he wants everyone to know. But he's the coach okay. at Farrington High School now. But um, his thing was he always used to wear an orange undershirt. And supposedly, he wore that same shirt every game. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he washed it in between games. Yeah. but. Yikes. Oh, no, there's guys like that for sure. Really? There's still guys like that. Yeah. Oh, oh. whoa. (laughs) Okay. You know, which uniform combination do you like the best? Great question. I'll tell you top two. Top two are the white uh, Kelly Kelly Green retros. All white. I like those ones a lot. And I like the all green. yeah, all the all green, the new uniforms that we got this year. Oh, year. okay. Yeah. So the all white retro or the new all greens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who picks Definitely. what? Who picks which uniform oh. is going to be worn? Coach Rich. He picks oh. it for every game. Yeah. Is is on on the last game? Does he let the seniors pick? Maybe no. No, no. We we just listen to whatever the agenda says and then just get ready. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the best part about playing? Um, for me, I think it's more, more so as in like, like I said earlier, there's a purpose, you know, and like pretty much like my purpose is like my family. So, um, just knowing that I go out there with that purpose and just fulfilling that and just making them proud. I think that's the best part. Who on your team is the most studious, would you say? Studious. Hmm. That's a good question. The most studious. You can say yourself, you know, if you want to. No, I'm not going to do that. I'll say the most <laughs> studious is Scotty Scott. Scotty Scott. All right. Yes. Who is the, like you just mentioned, there's some baseball players that wear the same shirt every game. Who is the messiest? Like, messiest. by golly, his glove is always left over here. Oh, oh, man, he's got the stinkest socks. Who is the messiest? The messiest player on the team. I can't, I can't rat anybody out right now. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't want to because I'm, I'm going to hear it in the locker room tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Something more positive than positive. Who is the, who would you say is the fastest around the bases? Oh, Nigel Calderon. Oh, okay. Who's the slowest? He's probably no slow guys on the team. No <laughs> slow guys. You are a great team player. You're, you're, you're a great team player. Um, yes, who has the strongest arm? Strongest arm, I would say Kyson Donahue. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. Who has um, the – who would you say has the best swing in terms of just motion? The best swing is yeah. definitely Jacob Igawa. Oh, all right, Jacob Igawa. Yeah. Um, if you had to put one player out there in, anywhere in the infield, and 
you get some mass, massive slugger who's going to hit just a toss and hit it as hard, a hardest grounder to that person. You got to put money on that fielder, and if they catch it, you win the money. If it gets through them, you lose your money. Who would you pick for that fielder to be? Stone Meow. That was an easy, easy answer for that one. Oh, he's the glove, huh? The glove. Easy answer. What's the best part of your game? I would say positivity. You know, just uh, the vibe I keep during the whole game, no matter if I'm struggling or if I'm doing good. Kind of just because it's contagious in the dugout, definitely. If you've been in there before, it's kind of like you just got to be positive so the guys around you stay positive, you know. Mm, all right. That's, that, got it. That's good to have. Got to be good to have. You know, when you were a kid playing Little League, at, at what point as you're getting older and stuff, did you realize – I'm a good, I'm pretty good. Like, obviously, not everybody can play college baseball. So there was a point where you kind of were excelling better than the other folks. Do you remember what age that might have been? Honestly, it was pretty late for me because I kind of went through a little growth spurt late. So um, I wasn't always, like, um, I would say, like, I was pretty average in high school, honestly. Hmm. So I'd say, like, around, like, the junior college level, I kind of started developing more than because my body started developing. So that's why I started developing, I, I believe so. Oh, wow. By the way, congratulations to your alumni. They won the ILA's championship again. Oh, yeah. um, St. Yes. Louis seems to be turning into, a, people think of it as a football school, but I, I, maybe I want to argue it's becoming a baseball school over the past mm -hmm. 10 plus years. Yeah, um, definitely because George Gessman, you know, that's the guy, Coach Gus has been, um, big figure in my life as far as far as a baseball player because he trusted me in high school and you know also we went and won this college championship for him too so i think st louis is you know coming around as a baseball school too so it'll be cool yeah i get more guys like you playing for uh and yeah. of course more playing college baseball i heard that all 10 seniors this on this year's st louis team all of them are playing college baseball at some level yeah so. That's that's, awesome. that's that's pretty wild. I mean, that's a, a lot of, and I think four of them are D one. Yeah. So um, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So give me a preview about uh, this series, Cal Poly. What what, what do you think is going to be like? What's it going to take? How how are you going to do? Oh, I think it's going to be amazing because you know we're pretty uh, close to each other in the standings, and um, I know for us we're looking for nothing but a sweep. You know, that's that's what we go for to win the series and just sweep and. We're going to go in the series, you know, giving, giving everything we got. And Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday will all be great games. And we're going to come out on top. So it'll be awesome. You should come out and watch it. It's going to be fun. Right on, right on. Well, hey, thanks again for coming, literally almost from the airport, right here yeah. to your dorm room and being on with us. We totally appreciate it. Good luck in this final season. It's been a great season for you guys. First time, Big West with a winning record. So that's a step up. Terrific stuff, and we so much look forward to seeing you again next year. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Go Bows. All right. Go Bows indeed. Thank you.